0: good to see everybody out tonight. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good to see Sister May. Amen. I'm glad for Sister May. She's, She's taught me a lot over the years. Amen. It's good to see somebody that has that desire to come to church and just put everything they can into it. And I mean that sincerely amen thank you jesus god god is so good to us you know in one place he said that he wouldn't do anything except he revealed it to his servants the prophets amen i want to share share with you a little passage of scripture tonight if you would turn with me to job chapter 14 amen thank you lord Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to use verse 14 as a text tonight. If you would, we'll stand together and ask God to help us. Job 14 and 14 says this, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Saviors, we look to you. We appreciate you. We thank you for the precious promises that you've given us. As we see the fulfillment of the times of the end, Lord, taking place, God, we're thankful for the hope that you've given us, God, we don't sit in ignorance, but Lord, we're aware of what's going on, we just thank you tonight, and Lord, we just pray that the vision would not grow dim in us, Lord, of our part, God, of what's taking place, we just ask it in Jesus' name, amen, thank you, Lord, I want to talk for a few minutes tonight from the topic there is a change coming. Thank you, Lord. If we go back to that first verse of that chapter, Job says some things here that's just powerful. They're just powerful what he said. If we look to the first verse, he says this, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Let me say amen to that. Amen. amen. You know, there's going to be snags and, and potholes and, and problems to deal with every day, ain't they? If, if you've got the best life of anybody you know, you're still going to have those, those problems to deal with. Amen. That's the way this world is. It's the curse that, that God put on this world because Adam and Eve fell. That's, that's where all that come from. He said, you're going to earn your living by the sweat of your brow. There was a time that man planted, and there wasn't briars came up in it. There wasn't weeds that come up in it. When a man planted, I'm talking about Adam, uh, there wasn't all those things. But after the fall, he said he cursed the ground because of that uh, sin. Amen. And so then people had to start weeding their garden. Amen. They had to start working. Amen. To uh, fend for themselves. And guess what? We still get to do that today. Amen. Man that's born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Look at this. He comes forth like a flower and he's cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. I, I enjoyed talking to Brother Cleve the other night. Well, actually twice last week I got to talked to him. I think a lot of Brother Cleveland's sister May. and uh, he, he said something that kind of tickled me one night. He had his 90th birthday party, and somebody had asked him about uh, when he started feeling old or something like that. and he, and his answer was from after he turned 35 said it was all downhill. <laughs> Now, the man looks healthier than I do anyway. But I'm talking to a man 90 years old, and he said after 35, is all downhill. <laughs> but you know what, man, That's true. We, we grow when we're born, we do reach that peak, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just like the flowers out here do. Right. They, 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 they start out green right. and they grow up. And then they put on that head, and makes that flower, and it serves its purpose. And then guess what? It dies. It withers and it goes away. It has its, you know, that, that one bloom ain't never coming back. That one bloom, it's done. Its purpose is complete. There'll be other blooms, but not that one. That's what he said, man is like a flower. You know, there'll be other men if the Lord don't come back and cause an end to this. There'll be other men. My, my time here will be over and they'll forget all about me. I'm just like that flower. The main thing is i got to get it right for my own self. For my own self. Because I'm not going to have an everlasting effect on this world. I'm not going to have because I'm like a flower. I come up, I do my time, and then I'm done. You can't remember, you know, I got, and Elizabeth got angel, a couple rose bushes last year for Mother's Day. And one of them things is just growing like crazy. It's unbelievable how, how many blooms that thing has put on and stuff. There's no way to remember all the blooms that's on that. I mean, every one of them, they're big old yellow roses, they're beautiful. They're worth remembering. But you can't remember every one of them. They come up and they do their thing and then they just die. That's what we are. Thank you, Lord. And dost not open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. one. Look at this. Seeing his days are determined. The number of his months are with thee. God knows. He knows how long you're going to be here. One place he said that every man hath an appointed time. God knows. He knows exactly how long I'm going to live. I I live my life and everybody does. They live their life with that uncertainty. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. God knows. The number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds. That he cannot pass. It don't matter how many doctors there are there. It don't matter. You know on TV they always say Get out the paddles. Yeah. Charge it up to 300, whatever that means. Yeah. <clears throat> that guy jump off the table nearly. Of course, they almost always bring them back. You know what? There's a line drawn there. A time. And it ain't going to make any difference. When God says, not, nah, he's done. It's over. Hallelujah. Thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish. Look at this. I like this verse right here. He said, turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as a hireling his day. We're all like a hireling. You hire somebody to do a job, don't you? And you expect them to work that day. And you know, generally, you know about what quitting time is. And if it's a situation where you ain't right there watching everything they do, you might go out there, you know, you might go out there and say, well, what did they get done today? I'm paying him for it. Did he accomplish anything today? He said, that's what man is doing. He's he's accomplishing his day like a hireling. I wonder what the Lord would think about a lot of us if he called us to judgment right now. He might think that we owed him instead of him on us, huh? He might might think that we haven't really accomplished much. We're expecting to be paid for something we didn't do nothing with. Amen. Till he accomplished as a hireling his day. Look what he says here. There is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. You know, you take an old tree, there's one there down by my shop, down by that trailer that I, I cut the tree down five years ago. And now, two or three times in the summer, I have to go back and cut all them sprouts off of that stump. That thing just refuses to give up that just keeps on sprouting back out. He said, there's hope of a tree if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. I can't seem to kill that thing. When I plowed up the, the for the garden, there's two stumps in that garden down there that I didn't take the time to dig them out. You know what? They're putting up branches now. They're taller than my corn. to die but he said hey a man's not like that man's not like that that tree's got a hope if it's cut down that it'll sprout again he said though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground you know even even if that big old stump starts rotting out all around as long as there's one one part of that thing it's still alive that can put out that sprout they, the rest of that big old stump may die, but that little old sprout's love to come back out. You might look at that sometime in the future, not even realize it, it used to be a, a giant tree because the rest of that stump's all rotted away. And the black ants is it up. But that thing, that little green sprout just keeps coming back. But man's not that way. He said, Yet through the sin of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. But man dieth and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost. Where is he? What happens to him? We can't come back like that tree does. We're like a hireling here. To accomplish the day's work whatever our task is and once we're done we're just done we're like a we're like the player in a game and once they pull him out he don't go back in no more the game's gonna go on but that player won't never play again As the waters fail from the sea and the flood decayeth and dryeth up, so man lieth down and riseth not. But Look at this. Sounds real negative so far, don't it? Like, oh man, when we die, it's just over, it's over, it's over. Our part in this world's over. Look at this here. So man lieth down and riseth not till the heavens be no more. I mean, knows this old world's even going to end one of these days. This world's temporary. We're way more temporary than it is but this world itself is temporary. It's going to pass away. He lieth down Riseth not till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. Of course, Job is bewailing his problem. Keep keep in mind the context of why he's saying all this. He's bewailing all the problems and God knows he had a lot of problems when he was saying this. That's where this is coming from. So look at what he said. Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave. He said, I'm sick of this life. It just hurts. Everywhere I look, it hurts. It tears me. It, it breaks my heart. He lost 10 children. He lost all these flocks, all these herds. Amen. And all he had left was a woman that was telling him to give up and curse God, died. He had bowls from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He said, Lord, just take me out of this. I can't take it anymore. He said, oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave. That thou wouldest keep me secret. Hey, he, he lets us know a little secret right here. Look what he says here, until thy wrath be passed. There's going to come a wrath on this old world, ain't there? God's going to pour out his wrath on this world. Hallelujah that thou wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. When Brother Glenford passed away, it changed, I know I've said this before, but it changed my whole understanding of life. I never thought about it like I thought about it when Brother Glenford passed away. You know, I spoke, uh, I spoke at two uncles' funerals I did the obituaries at two uncles' funerals and my grandpa's funeral, but I never thought about it like I did when Brother Glenford passed away. Because here was a man that I could see his life every day for years. And he knew and believed with his whole heart that he had something he knew that he had, because that's what he said he wanted. He said, I want something that I know that I got. And so he was satisfied that he had that. He, I don't believe he doubted his salvation. No. I believe he was strong in his faith that when the Lord calls for those uh, dead to be rose up, he was going to rise up. I believe he thought that with his whole heart. And he lived his life accordingly. Amen. He lived his life from day to day accordingly because he believed he was going to be one of those people and you know, it, it occurred to me. I see his tombstone. He's just sleeping. He's just resting. It's not over. There's a world out here that acts like when you die, man, it's just over. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Oh, man, what are we going to do? He died. Oh there ain't no way to help him he's dead. I realized man, he was ready. He was as ready as he knew how to be. And it ain't over for somebody like that. That's all what job said right here. oh that that would have just hide me in the grave. Until th- thy wrath. It said that thou wouldest keep me secret until thy wrath be passed. That thou would appoint me a time, a set time, and remember me. He knew what was gonna happen, didn't he? How many of us know that tonight? You know I stopped I stopped being afraid of death at that point. I don't know what it's gonna feel like to die. I can't say I'm brave about that because I've never done that before. We'll be all right though, won't we? He said he would never leave us or forsake us. He was always going to be there for us. But you know what? I'm not afraid of the after effects of it at all. Because I believe in what this word of God tells me. He said just hide me in the grave. And then at a point in time, remember me. Remember me. I believe with all my heart that these graveyards are full of people that are just sleeping. I do. The Apostle Paul said, I wouldn't have you ignorant brethren concerning them which sleep. They're just sleeping. There's going to come the sound of a trumpet someday and the voice of the archangel. I preach on this a lot, don't I? But I love it. i tell you the truth. I love it. There's going, they're going to come that sound, and everybody in this world is going to know what that is. And they're going to know. Amen. Yeah. You know, I like, I like what the Left Behind movies tried to do, but I, I, I can't get past this thing right here. They act like everybody's going to look around and see, there's a pile of clothes there. Man, what happened to John? I don't believe that everybody's going to know what happened. The Bible said that every eye was going to see him. Amen. Every eye is going to see when the Lord comes back. Amen. And the first thing he's going to do when he comes back, he's going to lift up his voice, and the archangel is going to sound a trumpet, and the dead in Christ are going to be rise rose first out of those graves. There are people waiting right now just waiting on the sound of that trumpet. Uh, Amen. It's not over for them. Their little part in this world, their hireling day has taken place. They've done what they could do in this world. Now they're waiting on their reward. And that reward is not going to be forgotten. It's going to come. And everybody that's alive in this world at that time is going to know when they get their reward. The Bible said that he was going to bring His the reward with him. Hey, but it don't stop there. That's what I want to talk about. But it don't stop there. Guess what's going to happen to those that are in Jesus that are still walking around? At that instant, the Bible said in the, like a twinkling of an eye, you know what? It'd be hard to put a stopwatch on a twinkling of an eye, because right. an eye twinkles so fast. I don't think you can push the button fast enough to time it. Amen. An eye twinkles really fast in an instant. If you're a if you're a Christian, you're going to be changed. No. A lot of them movies, and a lot of people teach that, you know, that the church is gonna, or the, that those people are gonna be raised up, and and everybody just gonna walk around in and say, where are they at? Where are they at? Where's my children at? The Bible said that they were gonna be risen first, and then we that are alive and remain are gonna be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And guess what's going to happen then? We're going to rise up to meet the Lord. And he said, then shall we ever be with the Lord. How many knows that? Do you believe it tonight? That's what the Word of God will teach us tonight. We're going to be changed. The dead are going to be raised first. And we're going to be changed. This old body that we're walking around in here today, all its aches and its pains, all its sorrows. We've been fighting the curse that was put on the land because of Adam and Eve all our life. As long as we live, we're going to fight the curse. We got to work. We got to toil. We got to sweat. Amen. We got to uh, worry. We got to try to make things right. Amen. That stuff's going to be gone. In a twinkling of an eye, these old frail bodies are going to be changed. The Apostle Paul, no, I'm sorry, I've quoted this wrong for years, forgive me. John said in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, he said, it does not yet appear what will be, but we know that when he appears talking about Jesus, we're gonna be like him. We're gonna be like him. Moses spent his some of his life. He said, "God, just show me your glory. Just show me, Lord. Man, I can have faith, God, if you'll just let me see you. I can go down there and I can tell these hard headed, stiff necked people. I can, I can, I can get them in the Promised Land." The Lord said, Moses, you can't see me and live. Your old human frail body, it can't take the glory of God. If you look upon my glory, it's going to kill you, Moses. You can't see me and live. Moses, he said, God, I need to see something here. I need something that's going to ground my faith. Amen. And God told him, said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put you in the, this cleft of this rock. There's a bluff, I know. And I can put you in that bluff. And I'm going to put my hand over your eyes. And I'm going to pass by. And right as I'm passing by, you can't really see me. Because it will kill you, Moses. It will kill you. He said, but when I pass by, I'm going to pull my hand away right at the last instant. You can see the hundred parts of my glory. That's as much as you can stand. But I want you to know When he comes back, we're going to walk with him. Face to face, there'll be no more of this sin, the hinder parts of God's glory. We're going to walk with Jesus, we're going to be like him. Amen. There won't be no need for the sun. There won't be no need for the, the heat or the light because He's going to be that light. He's going to live with us. We're going to dwell with Him. Amen. It's not over when this old flesh has to lay down in a grave. Amen. It's not over. Amen. It's just the beginning. This little part of the life that we're living right now, it ain't even going to register for importance when we go through that change. Now I believe this completely with all my heart. We need to do everything we can to get our loved ones saved. We need to reach out to everybody that we can. I, I'm, I'm going to say this too. I, I, I forgot it this morning. If You'll notice there is a box back there by that offering box. And what that is in that box, I hope everybody will take a handful of them and just take them with you. And if you get a chance to talk to somebody, whether you have a deep discussion with them or just simply say, "Well, God can take care of it." Don't matter. If you just know somebody that you want to invite to church, but you don't know how to approach them. That's what them cards are for. They're just a little business card. You say here, this is our church. Folks, we got to do something. You know what? I don't know how to talk to people. I'm as backwards as any hillbilly you ever met in your life. But I do know this. God's going to come back and take his people out of this world one of these days. And I don't want to have to worry about the people that I have had a chance to witness to but was too afraid to do it. I hope you feel the same way. They're, you know, that's the only thing we can take out of this world is, is those souls. Amen. If we if we can witness to those souls and we can do our way, do what we're here for. That hireling has a purpose, doesn't he? Amen. I'm just hoping this will be like a tool, maybe, to make that easier. You can look it over, we'll grab you some and take it with you want to make it easier for us to be able to invite people to church there's a change coming there's a change coming and I'm glad to know it ain't you you know here's something that I didn't realize for a long time if you would turn with me to first first Corinthians chapter 15 Would you, uh, let me ask you a question. If there's 500 people saw something, would you put much faith in it? You know, it's one thing if one man says I saw something. but What if 500 people said I saw something? Would you believe there's something to it? You had to put a little bit of faith in it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you have to. Look what he said right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. To start in the first verse there, he's, he's just summing up the gospel. First, this is Paul. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you are saved, If you keep in memory what I've preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It was prophesied, wasn't it? The prophet said it was going to happen, and it did. And that he was buried. He borrowed a tomb to put him in. Because he wasn't going to need it very long. And that he rose again the third day. Again according to the scriptures. Prophets prophet said it was going to happen. And it did. Look what he said in verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas. That's Peter. He, Peter saw him. Then the twelve saw him after that look at this he was seen of above 500 brethren at once for a long time I didn't even think about what that was talking about I didn't think about that you know long about the time that this was going on they had paid you know the the, the Jews at that time the Pharisees they had paid to have soldiers placed at that tomb just in case the, that, that his disciples came back and stole his body and they said, oh, he's gone. He's rose from the dead. Yeah. Just like he said he was going to do. They paid soldiers to stay out there and make sure that they didn't steal his body. But when the angels showed up to roll the stone away, them soldiers, they fell back. They were scared to death because of the power of Almighty God that rolled that stone back. Amen. Wouldn't you like to talk to one of them soldiers and just get their honest truth what happened that night? Because you know what? They had to have saw was the angel, and then the stone rolled back, and then they had to have saw Jesus come walking out of there. Wouldn't that have been something? Amen. But you know what? That was all going on about this time, just a few months prior, a few weeks, whatever, a few days. I'm not sure exactly the time, but you know, there there come a time like that first uh, Monday morning. Mary Magdalene went to that tomb. This is all in the Book of John. She went to that tomb. She was going. You know, they had to do kind of a quick thing for his body because the, the sabbath was upon him, and so they left him in that tomb over the weekend and then she went down there on that Monday morning best I can understand she was going to finish taking care of his body and when she got there that stone was rolled back see they talked about that on the way down there so who's going to roll that stone back for us it's two women who's going to roll that stone back well they got there and that stone was already rolled back looked in that tomb and there was nobody there so they ran back and they told Peter and John well man they jumped up and went that direction and the Bible said that that disciple whom Jesus loved which would have been John he outran Peter John was younger than Peter he was was probably just not much more than a kid but John outran Peter and he got to the tomb first but the Bible said he didn't go in he just looked but when Peter got there he looked and he went on in and there was nobody there it was gone well, they left out, man. They going to go tell everybody else. The body's gone. His body's gone. Mary Magdalene just standing there, looking at, inside there, just weeping. He'd done so much for her. He'd saved her from such a terrible life. Maybe showed her the first respect she'd ever been shown in her life. And she loved him. And she just wanted to go down and just do the best she could for him. You know, this was the last thing that she could ever do for him, probably. But he was gone. And so she's standing there weeping. And then all of a sudden there's somebody says, Woman, why weepest thou? But she didn't know who he was. And she thought, well, he's the gardener. And she said, just show me. If you've done something with his body, just show me what you did with it, and I'll take him away. She said, don't leave him out here on the hill to just be ate by the buzzards or whatever and the animals. Just show me what you did with him, and I'll take him away. I'll figure out something to do with him appropriately. And then he said, Mary. And she realized it was Jesus. She realized that he wasn't dead any longer, and you know what? I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. She wanted to hug him at that point, but he said, "Don't touch me yet. I'm not yet ascended." He was going He had. He was supposed to ascend up before the throne of God and be changed. He said, "I haven't ascended yet." Now I brought all that out to say this. A few days later the disciples were gathered together and he stood in the midst of them. He said, children, do you have any fish? And the Bible said that they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and he ate it. He ate it. Although Thomas wasn't there. They was telling him later on, man, Jesus, he, he showed up. Them ladies wasn't crazy. Peter wasn't crazy. He showed up. He was really—he's really alive. I don't know where he's at right now, but he's really alive. Old Thomas said, "Unless I touch them nail scars and put my hand in his side, I'm not going to believe it." You can say whatever you want to. I'm not going to believe it. Well, then he got his chance. He showed up. It said, said, Thomas, touch these nail scars. Put your hand in my side. I said all that to say this. There's a change coming. It's going to take place. Amen. It's going to happen to every one of us. There was a point where Mary couldn't touch him. He said, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended. But then he invites Thomas, touch the nail scars. Touch the wound in my side. This old body is going to be changed. amen. It's going to be changed. He said, I don't know what we'll be, but I just know we're going to be like him. I haven't thought of death the same. Even when my own parents passed away, I haven't thought of death the same. You know what, it's just the next phase of this life. That's all it is. It's sad when I see young people leave their children. It's sad to see a child. But at the same time, if that child's not of the age of accountability, he's, he, man, he's got it made. He's innocent. He's got it made. Folks, I'm telling you today we can all partake of that. We can all enjoy that change. We can all look forward to that day. We don't have to live in fear. Paul said in one place, oh grave, where is thy sting?? <laughs> it's just the next phase. There's a change coming. And I'm glad to know it, aren't you? Ain't you glad to know that there's more to being a Christian than just saying a few magic words and living some old dull, empty life where you don't feel any better than you did before? I've got a hope. It don't matter how bad this world gets. It don't matter what happens in my life. I've got a hope out there. If I can just make it through, if I can just hang on to my faith, if I can just continue in the way that I've learned, I've got a hope. I've got the best hope. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Stay with me tonight. Just bow our heads for a minute. I just wonder if there's anybody in this place tonight that don't know that they're saved. I'll tell you what I would do. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination claiming to be perfect tonight. But you know what? I can look through the scriptures and find that a lot of God's friends weren't perfect. He loved them anyway, didn't he? And he made a way for them. And I believe he's made a way for me and you. I, I'm not saying that we can go live in sin. But I, but I do know that he made a way for people that would not perfect. I can be saved tonight. I can, I can rest assured in my salvation tonight. I can be happy even though that I ought to be sad. Because of Jesus. And you can too. I would say it to you tonight. If you don't know that you're saved, come find you a place at this altar. And let's pray. Let's pray. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. But don't leave here tonight not knowing you're saved. You don't have to. You know what? He's made the way so easy that even a fool shouldn't need to err in it. It's easy. We can pray, we can repent. We can be baptized in Jesus' name. We can live an abundant life. There's people think that being a Christian is just depressing and so hard. But people have made it hard. It's not God. God hadn't made it so hard you can't do it. It's people that's made it hard. you don't know that you're saved I would invite you to make your way down here and we're going to pray don't leave here tonight not knowing if you're saved Brother Wendell said there's three young men in Alpena this, this week that left this world before somebody would have thought they should have you know that can happen to any of us You don't have to be old. You don't have to be sick. You don't even have to, you never, you might not ever spend a sick day in your life. You don't have to have a disease. There's an appointed time. And God knows what that time is. We just need to be ready. Hallelujah. Let's pray this evening. God, I love you, Lord. I'm so thankful for salvation. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to live for you and to know you. God, to understand what's going on in this world. I'm so thankful, Lord, that we're not just lost in darkness and tossed about by every strange wind that takes place. God, you've given us a faith. You've given us the word so we can understand the things that are going on. God, you've given us direction. You've given us a vision. You've given us precious promises. Lord, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be lost. I'm so thankful. So thankful. God, I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just pray that this peace could be on each of these hearts tonight. Lord, I do feel your peace. Hallelujah. God, bless each one tonight. Bless each one. Show us, Lord, how we can walk upright before you. God, we love you. We just ask it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.